Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we haven't seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. Sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, you coughed out of the mic. It's fine. They're actually very sensitive to presence, so you're oh, good. Fair yeah. enough. I, I'm sure it picked up a little bit, but I can cut out your side, and it'll just be very faint. <gasps> a ghost! Yeah, it does that. The door has opened! I legitimately thought somebody was going to come into the room. He's fighting with the door. He's holding up a crucifix, saying, be gone, evil. Now he's back. As far as I know, there's no ghost out there, but there's a fox. Oh, yeah? And they're normally pretty good about keeping ghosts out, so. First up today, we have Legend of the Werewolf. Yay! From 1975. Yay. I don't think you've covered this one, really. I know you love to do werewolf-themed Was episodes from time to time. Was it any of the Walter Martininsky movies? No. Good. <laughs> Because we did those. It took us two weeks to do it, but we did it. Legend of the Werewolf is set in 19th century France and starts with a traveling sideshow run by Maestro Paponi. Stopping off in the middle of the French countryside where his dumb assistant, I think they mean voiceless? Mute. Yes. Tiny discovers a young boy who has been brought up by a pack of wolves. Okay. Sensing an attraction for his sideshow, Pamponi takes the boy in and exhibits him to the general public as the wolf boy. Yeah. Unfortunately for Pamponi. <laughs> now, where do you think this sentence is going to go, Brantley? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on what's going to happen here. Well, you see, he's a werehuman. Yeah? Nah, he's a werewolf. <laughs> That's what you think is going to happen next in this sentence? Yeah, or he's going to bite him and it's going to be like, the first werewolf movie and it's going to turn someone into a werewolf unfortunately for pamponi as the years pass and the boy now named atui grows up he disappointingly turns into a rather handsome but nevertheless dull and somewhat ordinary man which puts the end to his wolf boy days i mean he was just raised by wolves he's not part wolf (laughs) This this is That's just like Romulus and weird... Remus and expecting them to turn out to be freaking Fenrir well, or something. You did, though, right? You were like, oh, man, unfortunately. Well, yes, because I've watched movies. <laughs> but the fact that just like, the bummer for this guy is like, he just turned into a normal person. This is a Crap. dude. He's not even really hairy. Because <laughs> he's French and not Italian like me. <laughs> Pamponi is such a great name, too. Um, but this is still a movie called Legend of the Werewolf, so let's continue. Mm-hmm. However, Atui is not completely normal, as Tiny finds out one night when the animal inside is awoken, and he transforms into a bloodthirsty werewolf. Okay. So they faked you out with the, he grows <laughs> up into a normal person, and that's bad for their sideshow act. <laughs> They're like, also, he does sometimes, like... I guess very rarely turn into a werewolf. Well, it says the animals awaken, so it's maybe like turns twenty one. Not the werewolf, not the full moon. Yeah, because I'm assuming that. I mean, it happens on the full moon, but yes. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, what do you think triggers it? Is just like the first full moon when he's twenty one or something? I hate when it's like a year thing because then it's. I guess like astrology is based on. A number of times around the sun, so yeah. it kind of works, but it doesn't make any actual sense. Neither do werewolves in if general. It was 
earlier in his life, I would accept puberty. Yeah. But he seems to be like 18, so either he's a super late bloomer or... Well, now that he's a man... that. Or did he do the deed and now that he's a man? <laughs> I think we're coming up on that, actually. Oh, okay. So we'll continue here. Having killed Tiny, Atui runs away to a little place known as Paris to its locals. Right, it's a small town in Australia. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the person writing this had to get like snarky with us on the Paris thing. Um, there he is given a job by a zookeeper, and he falls for an attractive prostitute, Christine. It's Paris. Who at first hides what she does for a living. But it's Paris. I think hides it from him. I don't oh, okay. think from everybody. Okay. He's like the sort of uh, innocent, innocent country, country boy. boy, and she kind of likes him, and he likes her because she's hot. And so she's like, uh, you know, well, I she, sell She's glamorous things. and worldly because she lives in the city. Yes. And not for any other reason. <laughs> yes. As far as he knows. Um, this actually comes back to bite him, though. Ha! <laughs> but when Atui finds out, the beast within him is yet again woken. And it's up to local police inspector Max Girard and police surgeon... Pr- police surgeon? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, surgeon. <laughs> it's Sherlock and Watson. Professor Paul Cotoflock? C-A-T-A-F-L-A-Q-U-E Played by Peter Cushing Okay To wade through the resultant dead bodies And try to figure out what's going on So the second time it's definitely triggered by jealousy Right So he hulks out basically Right He's like he. Well maybe not jealousy so when much When is this from again? 1970 uh, I think 1975 okay. Yes 1975 Because I'm definitely getting Wolfman of London shades because now when it's basically just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like when he turns the werewolf, he straight up puts on, you know, that like coat that has the weird shoulder cape. I think it's called epaulets, I guess. Ep- but he, he puts yeah. on one of those and like a deer hunting. He looks like Sherlock Holmes werewolf to go this on his murder amazing. spree. It's yes, great. Okay. <laughs> Do, are people fooled by this or like, like at a distance? But then he's just like, Rawr. OK, the makeup wasn't great either. So he's just like kind of hairy dude with nails and fangs. And I think pointy ears. It's a fun movie. I like this, uh, like the the inspector angle where they're sort of like we know who this guy is, but these guys are like, what is going on here? Yeah, no. And I, I feel bad for Christine because I mean she's a prostitute, but like she didn't sign up for where jealous dude turn into wolf person. So is is like the sideshow just done at this point? Yeah, well, he murdered Tiny, and I want to say... Yeah, he runs away from the sideshow. So does, like... What was his name? Like, Pompano or something? Pomponi? Pamponi. Pamponi. Uh, Does he, like, show up and be like, I know this man! He's the wolf boy! And he's like, no. That's dumb. (laughs) And then Werewolf happens, like, okay, you got a point. (laughs) I think... uh, So, he... The person he murdered was Tiny. Tiny, the one who found him. Right. Who showed him kindness. Even though he's mute. Yeah, that's kind of a tragic thing. So it's possible that... I like that that's not important, though. He's just kind of... It's just a factor of him. It seems to be, yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's a sideshow, so everybody's kind of a freak. Yeah. Of some kind, anyway. 
<laughs> I love the fact that this guy doesn't fit in with the sideshow because he's like so he's too normal. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally the tragedy of his life until he turns into a werewolf. Is it? He grows up to be like he's a boring brain. dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably just a laborer laborer with tiny. Uh, the cool kids. At the sideshow, don't let him sit at their table. There's like the, the bearded lady shoves him off his seat <laughs> for being a nerd. <laughs> it's a weird reversal. Get out of the way, Normie. <laughs> Next up, we have The Beast Must Die from 1974. Is, have we done this one? Maybe. Rich businessman invites a bunch of people to his yes, house. Yes, we and have Peter Cushing, do- and he does the test, and they have security footage, and then there's like a painter. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was gonna try to do a werewolf episode. We've covered a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm gonna hit this final sentence again though because it's just so great. The film has a clip at the beginning asking the audience, people in the audience, to try to identify the werewolf. And near the end, there is a 30-second werewolf break for the audience to think over the evidence. (laughs) That's awesome. Which a reviewer of the movie pointed out, there's not like really evidence. They do the thing where they make everybody look suspicious, so there's no way you're going to figure it out. (laughs) You're just wasting 30 seconds of the audience's time before you reveal it. All right, we have to pad this out for a minute and a half exactly. Listen, anyone have to any an ideas? Hour and twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds. Does anybody have any ideas? I have one, sir. What about a werewolf break? What is that? We're gonna tie it in with the Kit Kat promotion we're doing. Johnson, you're a genius. <laughs> It totally throws out. Actually, played the "Give Me a Break" song. It's like somebody just died, like really gruesomely. Johnson, you're fired. Somebody salvage this. Okay. Oh, poor Johnson. Skipping over the Beast Must Die, which we have already done. The Ghoul from 1975. Oh yeah. Not a werewolf movie. No. This is not no longer a werewolf themed episode. It's really. a monster themed episode, though. Yep. So it's totally unique for our show. But what if man was the real monster? I've seen local politics, yeah. A group of young partying socialites in the (laughs) 1920s. Okay, that's a good spin on it. When did this movie come out? Suddenly teens, but in the 1920s. So so flapper teens, so nobody really cares. (laughs) They've just been through the Great War. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody wants the break, and then monster happens, so it's kind of sad. Decide to challenge each other to a late-night car race to Land's End. The L and the E in Land's End are capitalized, so I think it's a like a place. So like where the sidewalk ends? No, that's a Shel Silverstein book. Okay. They speed off into the foggy moorlands on well, that's their foolhardy journey. Safe. Yeah, no. Well, you're going to have one of those races where everybody drives a sensible 45... Well, actually, no, 20, I mean, it's so the fact that it's, there's fog. Speed. Oh, okay. That's extra stupid. It's the Moorlands. You don't get the Moorlands like without fog. Hopefully, why are you racing in the Moorlands? Because that's the way to go to Land's End. I don't know. Okay, it's just sound like a British town, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's British, but it is not long before one lot of car passengers find themselves stranded after running out of fuel. <gasps> because it's the 1920s, and they get like two miles to the <laughs> gallon. <laughs> The lost ones seek refuge in a spooky-looking mansion. So, here's a tip. If you ever find yourself lost, 
and it's night and it's foggy and you find yourself someplace with that's like a spooky house and there's like a wrought iron gate and maybe your gargoyles just leave yeah this exact scenario has happened to me i left i have noticed I've that i'm not dead <laughs> i do notice that yes yes or am i you know people take that kind of advice they're like yeah that sounds good and then you're like maybe don't smoke and they're like i don't know about that <laughs> here's all the evidence where it could hurt you <laughs> yeah i like the way it burns it feels good though <laughs> If I stop, it feels bad. I want to feel good. That's what addiction is, yes. They are warned by the gardener Rawlings to keep away. See, now they're being told to get off the property. Literally. Like, you just have to be like, be gone. It's like, hey, no, no, no trespassing. Go away. Stop stepping on my cucumbers. Also, Probably if you're like the gardener of, of something like that, like that would make things so much easier to keep people out. Because like, hey, no trespassing. You know, there's a law around here. It's a lot more... Like you keep it on, it's like, beware the house. There's a ghost. And like, well, now I'm curious. Well, get my camera. <laughs> I will say, so there's a, a adjective in this next sentence that sheds some light on why they don't listen to him because they're not teens. listening to the advice of the unbalanced gardener. Well, see, so maybe he is doing the. There's negative vibes in this house. <laughs> they killed my cucumbers, and they're gonna kill you. I'm a proper English gardener. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like every opportunity we get to have you do an accent. It's always glorious. I wasn't going for it. Give us your best British accent. English. Oh. You watch enough Doctor Who. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I No. It can't happen. It's not there for me right now, apparently. Okay. As an aside, I have a surprisingly number, a large number of British people shop in my store I work at. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think they're, like, on the bases or something. Oh. Base housing or something like that. What, they, like, they're in the RAF and they work here with us? Or I've definitely seen RAF uniform come through the store. Okay. I'm not, they're not criticizing that. I was just curious if they were, like, joining the American military from Britain. I think some of them are that because there are definitely, like, an American dad with an entirely British family. Oh, oh, so like stationed in Britain, got married. Life I don't know time. that. I haven't, you know, questioned their life story, but I'm assuming. Why it's don't that. you corner these people and demand to know why their family is British? Because I have to explain to them why they want to have fifteen thousand fish in one tiny five gallon tank is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, um, I forgot where I was. Uh, uh, unbalanced. Yes. Not listening to the advice of the unbalanced gardener, the travelers soon find themselves in the company of the seemingly harmless ex-clergyman, Dr. Lawrence. Well, he's a vampire. By Peter Cushing. He doesn't get to be the monster often. He's not the monster in this one. There you go. Directly, anyway. Okay. Mayhem <laughs> ensues. However, as the youngsters are bloodily murdered, Eesh. forcing Lawrence to admit that he has been keeping a terrible secret. Lawrence is Peter Cushing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems that years ago in India, his son was corrupted by cultists and is now a cannibalistic monster kept hidden in the mansion's attic. Dude goes to be a missionary, takes yes. his son with him, tries to, like, convert the cannibals, and instead the cannibals convert his son to cannibalism and being monster. But person. he's presumably had been back for a while yes yeah he keeps him locked in the attic locked in the attic because he's afraid he's gonna go eat people right but he's managed to not get himself or the gardener eaten for a while and presumably whatever helps in the house 
because it's British. It's right. Mansion. But then teens show up, and now Sun gets loose? Or are teens extra dumb and break into a room they're told not to go into? I That's like a dumb, possibility. Actually. So it's not... Not that I'm it's not enumerated do. here, and I don't. I've read several. These people were racing at night in the fog. They definitely were breaking into the room, and he told them to go there. Well, there's also the possibility that like he's been locked up there for a while, sees meat and escapes. Right, so he goes into a frenzy because there's new people in the house, and it's been a while, so his restraints haven't been updated, you know, in a bit. And maybe they've gotten rusty or right. dusty or whatever, and so he's able to get loose. That, either one of those things could be plausibly shown in the film, and okay. I would I would accept it. It is this cannibal, the ghoul of the title, who is behind the gory slayings. Yep, that was yes. clear before, but okay. <laughs> All this I, time I thought it was Peter Cush, although it could be Peter Cushing feeding him to his kid. I don't think that's the case. Because I, it says he's a cannibal, so he clearly wants to eat the meat I, I of the people. I want to point out something that's beyond the scope of this exact description, but researching this movie, I found out like the saddest thing I think I've ever heard about a movie other than person actually died on set. Right. Which was that Peter Cushing at a certain point in the film looks at a picture of a woman and says, my wife is dead and it's a very affecting scene. And the reason it's so affecting is because the picture of the woman that he looks at and says, my wife instead was actually his wife who had actually just died. That's horrifying. <laughs> it's so bad. It got like depressed really almost to the point that was of his suicide. Idea. Peter Cushing, like looking at a prop on a movie set of his dead wife and saying, "My wife is dead." That's such a downer. It's a, it's a huge downer. Yeah, you're bringing us down lately today, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are the Fun Time Podcast. We are um, not the Fun Time okay, Podcast. Okay, we didn't watch. We're gonna we're gonna pull it out. We've got we've got Ice Cream Man from 1995. This is the movie about a clown that gives ice cream to kids that makes their parents melt. Because um, I've seen that one. It's weird. Like the parents as kids. Huge syringes excellent. of green goo interjected into his head when he was younger as a part of a treatment in the Wishing Wells Mental Hospital? No. No. He drives around with various body parts, eyeballs, and combat knives in the back of his van? I have not seen this one. Read it proper. Wait. So you've seen a movie about an ice cream man uh-huh. who melts people, but it's not this movie. And it's also called Ice Cream Man. Okay. That one, he was killed by these guys when they were kids. Accidentally, like, they caused his van to run him over. Or his ice cream truck. And he comes back and gives ice cream to the kids, shaped like people. And when they eat them, it makes the parents literally melt. The kids eating the ice cream makes the parents melt? Yes. The dads. And this is a great shot where um, the first one that's doing that is he's this guy's like yelling at his kid, please don't eat that. And he's, you shouldn't have grounded me. Just takes a bite out oh, of it. Oh, the kids know? Yeah. <laughs> and his dad just like melts. This is a weird sounding movie. It's ridiculous. But that's not what we're talking about today. Cause it's no. This is the one from 1995. Ice Cream Man tells this tale of a bunch of kids in suburban America. Friends Johnny Spodak. Heather Langley, Chris Tuna Casura, probably because of Tuna Casserole, it sounds like Casserole, yep. uh, and Small Paul are just tall. Your, yes, just your average group of adolescent mates who enjoy messing around, having a laugh, and buying ice cream from the ice cream man who drives around in his ice cream van. I love the Dr. Susie and turn it took there at the end Do of the Do you call sentence. that a van? I call that a truck. 
Mm, maybe it depends. I mean, it's, I guess it is the... technically a van, but it, I think more just truck. I've seen trucks and I have seen vans, so I guess it depends on what kind of ice cream you're getting. Fair enough. Also, it rhymes ice cream man and ice cream van rhyme. No, I, I agree with that. It's like, it gave me pause. <laughs> However, Gregory is a new ice cream man, and there's something not right about him. Maybe it's the fact that he had huge syringes of green goo injected into his head when he was younger as part of his treatment in Wishing Wells Mental Hospital. <laughs> this isn't actually medicine. We just got to deal with Nickelodeon, so we got to do something with it. <laughs> what did they call that stuff? Slime? Slime, yeah. Okay. Did somebody else have GAC or was that like... GAC a- was... Actually, I think Nickelodeon was GAC. Maybe? I didn't get to watch as very many of those shows, so I've very tangentially related to I it. tended to avoid the live action stuff because I like cartoons as a kid. There was there was some cool like, like commercial obstacle stuff, yeah. course stuff. Legends there was. Like the when I watched temple, it wouldn't like it but my idiot brain was more entertained by the bright colors of cartoons. I'm surprised they don't have more of that on like Netflix these days. Like they have their cool obstacle course the the Beast or Beastmaster. Which is like professional like obstacle course people. I get mad at that show because every time it pops up, I get a little bit excited because I think it's the old Beastmaster show, which I loved as a kid. And then, oh. like, no, it's not. It's a decent, uh, like, you know, uh, I imagine show. it is, but like, because it's like, there's this is exactly not what I wanted when I see the title every time. And I'm they like, do have the cool logo and everything. It looks so good. I thought it was a reboot at first. <laughs> and the thing they do the, the obstacles through is like, it's shaped like a big monster. Well, now the time makes sense. But it's, you know, it's not what you want. I know. Um, so maybe it is the fact that he was injected with that green goo. Maybe it's the fact he kills dogs and puts them through a food crusher. But I think that, in fact, it's that his heart was three sizes too small. We're actually not done with the maybes. Oh, we're not? <laughs> they have, they're not done. They, they dropped the two bombs on, like, we think. So, Brain injections and dog killing. Right. They're going to go on. Maybe it's because he drives around with various body parts, eyeballs, and combat knives in the back of its van. I don't, like, I think that's a symptom, probably not the cause. I I get this van, and, you know, that was weird at first, but I'm just really itching to murder some kids. Like, look at those eyeballs. I can add to it. They're still not done, though. They said, or maybe it has something to do with the disturbing fact that he makes his ice cream of people he kills. It's like that of the things you've listed that uh, that's the one I would expect at that point. Yeah, but again, oh, it's like probably not ice. the cause. Like they they started off with the maybe it's cuz he got injected by the green serum and you're like, "Okay, yeah, that could have caused it." And then they're like, "Maybe this, maybe like no, those all Even don't... the killing dogs is a symptom. Like the first one's the only cause. Yeah, the, those don't belong in the same category. Maybe end with the brain. Well, no, cuz then like I get the build up. Cuz things are getting more extreme the things he's doing as you go through. Yeah. It's like, all right, he had an injector with stuff. All right, that's probably the cause. And then he's like killing dogs. Like, all right, that's a sign of a serial killer. He's got body parts. That's a sign of a serial killer. He's <laughs> making ice cream out of people. Again, serial killer sign. We've established that. We got it. <laughs> yes, we understand. He's probably not a nice man. It'd be like going to Hannibal Lecter's house and he's just listing every body part he used to make things like, I get it. You eat people. <laughs> Cannibal would have covered it, sir. <laughs> we we could have filled in the blanks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> The other thing I have to say is the fact that he's making ice cream with people. 
It reminds me of like the only thing I've ever heard about Iron Chef, and I've heard it 20 times, <laughs> which is that there was an episode of Iron Chef where they tried to make hamburger ice cream as the dessert. I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen this one? If no. you've ever heard, apparently this is something that you can't avoid. If someone starts talking to you about Iron Chef, they're like, and there was this episode where like people tried to make hamburger out of ice or ice cream out of hamburger with hamburger ice cream i don't know i I never saw it but i've been told about it like 20 times at this (laughs) point in my life and i know for a fact that there was an indeed an episode of iron chef where there was a hamburger ice cream okay yeah and now you know about that now you know everything there is to know about iron chef apparently you can discuss it the guy who plays the iron chef in the american version whose uncle was the original iron chef he's in a zombie movie oh yeah you did air quotes for uncle. Is that like it was just like another Japanese? I mean, because he's playing a character and he's like my uncle, as my uncle would say, "High cuisine." That's how it begins every challenge. I've never seen it. Yeah, he's an actor. He's actually a pretty good actor. That zombie movie whose name I am blanking on because I'm stupid is actually pretty good. He's pretty much the only character for most of it. Is it's, he an actual chef also, or is he I, just? I like think he's just an actor, but he might also be a chef. I don't know. Oh, but like that movie, it's just like him. Kind of like I Am Legend, it's slowly him breaking down mentally as the movie goes on. I forgot how good some of I Am Legend was. I really need to read the book. I don't or think see it's the, the Vincent same. Pri- Vincent Price version. Man, I the the scene where Will Smith breaks down with the dog. That's so sad. And the like screaming at the mannequins, like when that one mannequin has moved yeah. and he just breaks. It's not. A, I don't think it's. I can't argue that it's a great movie, but it has some great stuff in it. It's a very good character study with, with Will Smith. Yeah. And then also bad CGI vampire zombies. A lot of bad CGI. Bad CGI car driving through ruined New York City. The I don't actually Good CGI lions at that one point, though. Yes. <laughs> We're going to do everything badly except for these things that are covered in hair, which should be the hardest thing to do. Which are shown in one shot. <laughs> Maybe that, maybe that, like the one shot was like just a guy who was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna do the best job ever. This movie's gonna be amazing." And all the other guys, are I like, get to do the lions. Oh, oh. Kenneth, over there, getting the gung ho. Remember this? I don't know. It's longer teeth on these vampires. Why not? Maybe some gray skin. What do you think about gray skin, Bob? Does uh, we have to have textures on it. it uh, we can kind of have textures on break. it. <laughs> man, this is the worst meaning I've had since just baiting Kong's hair length. <laughs> Call back. Yeah. It, Thank it's you. relevant for us, for the people listening. They're gonna have to go back three episodes to hear that one. You should do that. Um it's up to there is a final episode or final sentence here. Okay. It's up to Detectives Gifford and Maldwin to try and discover what's happening to all the missing people. So once again, similar to the uh Legend of the Werewolf. We're having all this craziness happen, and then like we throw in the police. Like, what do you think's going on, Bob? It's like, well, I don't know, but he's definitely not grinding up in an ice cream and selling it to kids. You know what I mean? It's this thing where it's a really tired trope of the cops what don't believe in crazy scenario until it's too late, or yeah. like military who don't believe the scientist until it's too late. But it's expecting it to be the inverse is insane. Because, <laughs> like, the running up immediately, who like, are just 100% on board, on board or even, like, ahead of the game or something is just ridiculous. 
I will say the movie that handled this the best, and I guess it's not this kind of craziness so much, but the American Psycho movie, Patrick Bateman is a serial killer, uh, and it's like a commentary on uh, sort of yuppie culture, and I, I don't know. I, I didn't really get it. It's <laughs> kind of iconic. Anyway. Um, I've Willem heard it about it a lot. Willem Dafoe plays the detective who is uh, coming after him, and they shot all of the scenes that they did together three times in the first time Willem Dafoe acts like he's completely has no idea that Patrick Bateman like they're all the same lines but he delivers them as like like he's just trying to get the facts he's like I don't know who like who is this guy second time he like through they they had him deliver it as if he's kind of like maybe suspicious and the third time they have him deliver it as if like I know it's you I can't say that it's you because I don't have evidence, but I absolutely... And they cut between those huh. mannerisms at basically random. So you have one where he's like, you know, jovial and sort of like, hey, it's cool, man. And then like, get, like getting in, a, in on his face, super intense. And it, it it's the same dialogue, essentially. Like he's reading the same... Not reading the script, but you know, he's, yeah. he's reciting the same lines, but he's delivering them in different ways. And it really does a great job of creating that paranoia that you assume is in the the character's mind is he's like does he know he doesn't know he does know he's certain no he can't <laughs> like they do, they've done a great job there and you don't like get inside his head of you know there's no way that patrick bateman is killing people he showed me his card and geeked out about how great it was in the that's there's a whole scene where he talks great about the impression by the way <laughs> he's from britain right yeah britain australia maybe a little <laughs> bit irish <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be it for this week, folks. I've uh, I know I've wowed you with my many voices. I this is my trademark name, of course, the man of a thousand voices. I'm Albert Berg. <laughs> uh, I've been joined by my associate Brantley Heaton. Uh, oh, we're getting all professional on this episode. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you like this, I we'd really appreciate it if you'd tell somebody about it or leave a review for us somewhere wherever it is you get your podcast. If they have like a little comment review section. We assume that that helps if you say nice things. <laughs> we don't know how any of this works. Algorithms. Math! <laughs> Why can't we build what we want to build the way we want to build it? It's make. The word is make. That's fine. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you do know that. I'm, I'm cool with your read. That was good. It, it is make. Okay. Okay. Transform See you guys next him. week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.